Hi, gay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, you're listening to Drunk and Uncultured. We are a drinking problem masquerading as a pop culture podcast. I'm Lindsay. I'm Stephanie. And we're here for Pride Month. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys watch that TikTok I sent you earlier? No. Someone's doing the, like, Merry Christmas, but it's all oh Happy my. Pride Month. Oh my god, I love that. Happy Pride Month. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. Um, yeah, Happy Pride Month to... Those who self-reporting. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, where to go with that? <laughs> to the LGBTQ community. IA. Plus. <laughs> oh, my God. To the KFC community. <laughs> to the Alphabet Mafia. Happy birthday to the Alphabet Mafia. You didn't exist until June 1st of this year. <laughs> and you won't exist until after... After June 30th? You have to go back into your hole for another year. Okay, and we sound super homophobic. Isn't everyone a little bit homophobic? Trevor told me he hates gay people. <laughs> so true. I did say that. I just keep thinking, like, I'm a member of the LGBTQ community. And here's whatever. Valentina. Valentina. She's, She's an ally. 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 <laughs> Okay, anyways, we're here. Um, we're queer. <laughs> and we're ready to drink beer. Fantastic. That should have been the cold open, but we fucked it up. That, we should have started with that. No, yeah, whatever. Well, none of us are creative enough to have thought about no, that. No, mm-hmm. no. Um, anyways, yeah, so this is <laughs> the first episode of the month, so Stephanie has a music corner to do. Yes. And I have not listened to any of these, I think. Sorry, I was trying. My computer hasn't updated in more than 90 days. So it was like, hey, you're a fucking dumbass. You should do that. Anyway. That's the first time it tells you that? It doesn't tell you that. It tells you that every day. I mean, I don't use days. this computer. so It tells you that every day because it's been 90 days. All right. So. Oh, you're opening the side beer before you drink the regular well, beer. Tr- I need something to drink. I'm thirsty. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. This is going to be an episode. All right. So I am going to talk about my five favorite albums that came out in the month of May. Um, the first one I'm going to talk about uh, came out May 5th. It is um, the new solo album by Olivia Jean, and it's called Raving Ghost. Make sure that's the right name. I didn't just spell it wrong. Because I do that sometimes. Is that like Raging Ghost? Raving Ghost is correct. Um, so Olivia Jean is, stop reading my text messages. It's right there. Why can't I, it's, don't have your phone connected to your computer then. No. (laughs) They don't, I'm going to read them. Um, Olivia Jean is from another like Metro Detroit garage rock kind of singer. Um, she was the front woman of the band, the Black Bells that broke up a few years ago and she's a just phenomenal guitarist so um this is her third album um it's got kind of this like gothy surf rocky garage rocky vibe to it and um absolutely incredible i gave it a perfect 10 
Also, you can a thousand percent tell that uh, Jack White wrote some of the guitar riffs on this because it literally sounds like a Jack White sure. album mm-hmm. listening to it. Well, I mean, you got to tell the people. Oh, yeah. They're married. Yeah. So there you go. Olivia Jean is married to Jack White. <laughs> so but live, she plays it all live, but it, it still sounds like it's a Jack White riff. Okay. Um, all right. I give that a perfect 10. So the next one I'm going to talk about also came out May 5th. It is the new album from the Lemon Twigs, and the album is called Everything Harmony. So the Lemon Twigs are kind of this rocky, folky band from uh, New York. They've been making music for the last couple of years. Um, this is their fifth album. Um... This album is really interesting because they've kind of changed their sound a couple of times over the last few years. They had this like very distinctive sound when they started that was this like very retro rock sound. And they kind of moved into more glam rock almost. And then this is kind of like a combination in the middle. Okay. Where it's got elements of both of those stylistic choices. Um, I loved it though. I gave it a ton. It's very good. I love the Lemon Twigs, though, so that's... I have a very, like, deep, deep soft spot for them. I've been a big fan since their, like, first album came out. When I saw them open for Phoenix. That is who they opened for. I was going to say Flaming Lips, but that is not correct. Um, All right, the next one I'm going to talk about came out on May 15th. It is from the band Iguana Death Cult, and their album is called Echo Palace. So... This is a band from the Netherlands, but they sound just like Parquet Courts. It is so weird. I had to look it up to be like, does the lead singer of Parquet Courts have another band? Mm-hmm. Because that's how similar they sound. No, totally different band. <laughs> um, but this album's an absolutely incredible garage rock album. Um, I also gave this a perfect time. It's just so good. It sounds, and I think I love it so much because I've been listening to so much of like Light Up Gold from Parquet Courts and, like, American Specialty. So hearing, like, all that early Parquet Courts and then listening to this Iguana Death Cult album, it's it's great. It's been hitting the spot. Um, the next one came out on May 19th. It is by, well, the album itself is called Catramine, and it is by Catranada and Amin. It is their collaborative project. So Catranada, the Canadian producer... And Amin, who is um, like a rapper, singer, songwriter, he kind of does it all. Um, This was a super, super fun album. Everything about it is super high energy, super fun. The beats are perfect. The rap flows are great. Overall, fantastic album. Um, This is like a, it's really funny that when this came out, uh, it's another like phenomenal collaborative Mm -hmm. project. It's going to be, like, the end of the year, unless we get someone else that's, like, doing this kind of thing. It's going to be, like, who was better? Scaring the hoes or Catramine? Like, it's going to be, like, that kind of energy of comparison. Um, I gave this one a 10 as well. Okay. We're on a roll with the 10s right now. All 10s this month so far. Yeah. And then the last one we're going to talk about came out on May 26th. It is the 25th album by the band Sparks. That's so many. They've been making music since 1966. This is their 25th album as Sparks. They've been they making have, music since 1960. How old are they? Like old. 80? Yeah, they're old. They also have an album with Franz Ferdinand called FFS. 
And um, for fuck's sake, I mean it's Franz Ferdinand Sparks, but but for fuck's sake, um, that's what I think. I mean that's what I say. When... But uh, so they have more than fifteen album albums. But um, this album is called "The Girl Is Crying in Her Latte." And <laughs> this album musically is so interesting and different, and it sounds like it came straight out of the 1980s. Okay. It their sound has sorry. It's called the girl is crying in her latte. Correct. Okay. <laughs> that is the name of the album. Yes. That's such a good name. <laughs> um, they consistently make just such good music. Everything they do sounds within a similar vein, even if they like push their sound. Yeah. It kind of stays within a spectrum where it's still so distinctive and recognizable as the Sparks Brothers. Um, My brain, the opening track is the song, The Girl's Crying in Her Latte. And I thought my brain was going to explode. It's so musically interesting and different. Okay. And just so, so, so good. The Girl's Crying in Her Latte could describe me at work. (laughs) You're not drinking a latte at work. You're drinking an Americano. I mean... The first, like, week I was drinking lattes, and then I was like, I can't have this much milk. <laughs> See? There you go. So, the first week of work. Um, I also gave this one a perfect time. I'm also not drinking Americanos. I'm drinking drip coffee now. <laughs> oh. Oh, we've t- taken it down a notch. So, yeah. Uh, this is the first perfect ten month in a ever. while. I think ever. Oh. I don't think you've ever done one before. I don't go back and listen to these episodes. I don't know. either, but I don't think you've ever done one. I feel like that would be notable. I mean, not that I would remember, but <laughs> I know... I, I feel like I would have a weird, like, a, I think that's, like, a brain tickle of, like, Yeah, so, mm-hmm. big mo- May was a big month for music, um, and we'll June was up to it. Well, based on the trajectory we're already on, it's going to be another good month for okay. music. I've already got three tens in the last two weeks, wow. so, yeah. Cool. All right, so, with that, we have a guest. Hi. Oh, do I introduce myself? No, I mean, we'll do that in a second. He's <laughs> just looking at you because he said it like that. It's my birthday month. I mean, it's my day. <laughs> it's not your birthday month. It's my month. Yes. I can say what I want. <laughs> you can celebrate your birthday this month and we'll celebrate it in October. Okay, it's carry fine. on. Um, yeah, so we have a guest today. Um, You've had the same answer to the four questions every time you've ever been on, so I'm not going to make you answer. No, I think you should ask them and see if they changed. They might change. Okay. Um, So. I mean, your name hasn't changed since Trevor. Yes. You are. I'll be Trevor Aaron soon, so Um, my name will change Oh, you're taking taking his last name? I I didn't realize that. I am. Okay. So in Dr. and Mr. Trevor Aaron's. What month is it? Four months? Yeah. Four months, Trevor will have a different last name, so your, name's, that your name is going to be the same in my phone for the next five years. Oh, I'm fine. never going to change your last name in my phone. the same. I don't want to do that either. Anyway, what do, I, what do I have to answer? Okay, so you said your name. What's your favorite beer? Mm, I think still Posse Smack. That answer hasn't changed. That beer is very good. I it's like it, I had consistently good. I had it on draft not too long ago. Yeah. Wow, like, this on is, draft. I know. I can I, I think I had it on draft at like the green room wow. or something like something that. Something like that. I would love to have it on it was draft. Um, they did have that. That is where I had it on draft. Is that yeah. green room? Um, your favorite piece of pop culture? Okay. That's not changing. It's Rocky Horror. Oh. No, Rocky Horror. I think Horror. you said Evil Dead once. 
I probably said Evil Dead on the on Evil, Evil Dead. Dead. Yeah, so that might be it. Probably. Like, because I felt like I had to. But Rocky Horror is consistently my favorite. Sure. And then, what's a weird fact about you? Um, shit, I always forget you guys asked this question. I think this one changes, because I feel like I don't remember. Yeah, I always I don't remember what you, I don't what you normally say. I've talked about... Dairy problems. I've talked about being able to put my head that, back that's, in my that's that's your head. That's <laughs> a lot. That's this. One. Oh, I I'm 20 years old and I just got iced for the first time last weekend. I feel like that's an interesting, that is weird interesting fact. fact. I feel like people you've iced me before you've ever been iced. <laughs> I know, and now I know what it feels like. It's not as bad as I thought. I thought no. it was going to hurt a lot more. No. no, it's just spicy. It's just that's what I mean. Like it's I just it was like just, sugary. It's just like shotgunning a sprite from McDonald's. yeah, it, yeah. It's not. I don't. I don't get that. Well, I say spicy because like the carbon. It's like really carbonated. Yeah, it's really carbonated. That's like how I feel about the Sprite at McDonald's. It's very carbonated. It burns a little bit. Yeah, super acidic. Um, yeah. Well, I'm happy well, to bring we, we have a. We've been talking about doing a Tim Curry episode, so maybe you'll come back for that. Absolutely. And You're we'll, out like twice a year, and we'll fine. fight yeah. about Tim Curry's best movie. Ooh, yeah, that's gonna that's be a actually fight. hard. Oh, because it's, I don't think it's Rocky Horror, person. No, it's Clue. It's Clue. Yeah, Rocky Horror is probably his most creative. Clue is very creative. Mm. I don't know what you're talking say, about. say it's Clue. Anyways, um, anyways, let's talk, let's do, let's do the podcast now. Yes, so we're talking about, it's Pride Month, as we mentioned. Pride Month. <laughs> and we're talking about rainbow capitalism, because it's been, I think, very topical this year, especially. Yes. Um, so we wanted to bring Trevor on, who is okay. I am a local gay. <laughs> you're the local. I am the local. You're the gay, gay. consultant that brought in to yeah. come speak on this topic. Um, I am drunken on cultures, uh, LGBTQIA representation. Representation. I mean, I think. I mean, you technically, guys are, like, that's me. I'm the self-appointed. Um, you're the gay expert. Yes. You are the gay expert. <laughs> we only bring you on talking about gay things. Yes. Poor and gay shit. Um, so speaking <laughs> of rainbow capitalism, we should talk about the beer we're drinking. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Sorry. Steph, what are we drinking? Um, I think we've done this on the podcast before, but... It's the only it's, gay beer I could find. It's the only gay beer <laughs> we, we could find. Hard. I almost went to a beer temple and was like, let me get your gayest beer. And it probably would have been like, it's gay IPA. <laughs> so we're drinking the gay IPA from Mars. This is a double dry hopped IPA with lactose. So I don't remember always having lactose. I think I think they've changed it year to year. Okay. okay. I, although I might be full of shit. It was always, always a double dry hop, though, right? Yeah, it's always okay. been double I mean, dry hop. This is the first remember. time they did a pink label last yes. year. They've done different they've done colors. I've seen black, black. I've seen purple. I never remember the lactose, though. Well, rip to your stomach. Okay, yeah. so I... And your stomach. I expected this to be way creamier with the lactose. It's, it's not, very light. Um, That's why which, you don't remember that it has lactose in it, because it doesn't really taste well, like it does. I, I think I do remember us saying it doesn't taste like it has lactose. I was a little afraid, because I don't like lactose beers anymore, um, or I have it in quite some time, and I was I was worried this was going to be like a really thick, creamy IPA. Mm. Like, I thought this was going to be a milkshake IPA. It's just it's real not. smooth. No, it's yeah. not a milkshake it's IPA. A, it's, um, they know that the gays have tummy problems, so yeah. they don't want to put too much lactose in <laughs> They know we'll shit ourselves. It's like a free enema. <laughs> I think. Oh, I think the lactose in this though does a good job of like, building the haze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it kind of helps agree. balance everything out. Well, yeah, for it being a double dry hop, like, it's also, you expect to only get juice. Yeah, and you don't only get juice. Um, you only like 
double dry hop beers mostly only ever taste like double dry hop. Yeah, you kind of get the... Yeah, I, I always say it just wipes the flavor. Right. Which, like, it doesn't in this case, but it, it balances everything out. It's smooth, but it's not overly bitty, bitter. It's got it's a not, good hop flavor. Right. It's still fruity. Yep. It's not overwhelmingly creamy. Right. But it's still It's a very well-balanced. Yeah. It is. It's clearly not targeted at gays, though. Like... If the, like, the label is a rainbow of dicks, I would ex- expect it to taste like a vodka cranberry. Like, if it was targeted at the gays. You know I, mean? I, uh, <laughs> so, I kind you of... You can just make a vodka cranberry at home. That's all right. I kind of don't love that it's dicks on the front. It feels very, ex- like, exclusive. It's literally called the gay IPA. It's not the lesbian IPA. It's Women not the bi- gay. It's not the bisexual IPA. I understand, but... You use the word gay to describe women, too. I understand that, but that's not the way they're using the word gay. I understand, but gay is, like, inclusive, and it doesn't feel very inclusive. I want to see a vagina on here one year. Next year, maybe they'll do a rainbow of coochies. I would love to see rainbow of vaginas on here. I think it's also because, I mean, I don't know, it's just, it'd be hard to, like, detail a bunch of vaginas, but I would love to see a bunch of vaginas on there. Somebody give Janelle Monet her own beer. Yes. Just vaginas. Or Gwyneth Paltrow. She already has a candle that smells like her vagina. I'd love to have a beer that tastes like her vagina. That girl would explode if she had a beer. Would you? Yeah. You want to taste Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. If it tastes like the smell of her candle, yes. You smelled her vagina candle? No, but I heard it smells good. I don't believe her vagina smells like that. Well... Also, that woman doesn't touch gluten, so she could not. So that woman does not go... If she breathed a beer, she would have it go into She'd a coma. She'd explode. She'd go into a coma. <laughs> what, if Cal- what if Paltrow would not exist to this, in this day and age if she smelled a beer? Mm. Anyways, so rainbow capitalism. Uh, what are your three words? Oh, I forgot about that. Um, rainbow capitalism penis. Yes. <laughs> More vaginas. Please, please. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna say it's juicy, it's hoppy, it's creamy. Yeah, that's not I'm gonna knowledge. say smooth, balanced, creamy. I'm gonna say tastes like beer. <laughs> I love dick. Tastes like good dick. It's that's hyphenated, so it's oh, okay. Words, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Acceptable. We will allow it. All right, Steph, lead us on a journey of rainbow capitalism. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, so... I know you have the research. However minimal that may be. <laughs> I know you have a Wikipedia article pulled up. <laughs> I mean, the entire idea of rainbow capitalism is specifically targeting products at the gays, the queer community, <clears throat> Uh, to get them to buy your shit. So right. making something that's targeted specifically at the queer community. And I think it expands even more into that where like there are corporations that don't even do that, but they just add rainbows to things as an attempt to target, I guess. Um, but it's like a, it's jumping on the bad bandwagon during this month um, as an attempt to seem woke. supportive and woke. Yeah. As part of, like supportive of the community in order to sell products that you wouldn't normally sell and then kind of leaving at the end of the month because the gays don't exist after yes. June 30th. 
That is the distasteful definition of rainbow capitalism. I would say. I would agree with that. Yeah. So um, let's quickly talk about some of the like news around what's going yeah, on this year because I think yeah. that's really important, and then we'll get that kind of discussion. Gives, yeah, that kind of gives the context too as to like why. Yeah. To talk so about like, this. I think what we what we in what we've seen in the past is obviously like you know apps will change their logo, companies will add a rainbow to their logo, Target brings out like. Or a lot of clothing companies bring out, like, a collection of pride-related yeah. related items. Any yeah. major retailer at right. the, in this, like, in 2023, any major retailer right. does. Um, but what we're seeing in 2023 is kind of a scale back of that due to, like, domestic terrorism, essentially. Pretty much, yeah. So um, it all started because in March of 2023, um, the TikTok content creator Dylan Mulvaney was... Um, Gifted, essentially. Yeah, she was gifted a custom can of Bud Light with her face on it, and it was not, like, something in production. It was, like, a digitally printed can they gifted her, and she did promotion around Bud Light, and the extreme right-wing conservatives went absolutely apeshit. Yeah, right. Started boycotting Budweiser to in a point all where, of like, Anheuser-Busch left and right. To a point where they were, like, buying Budweiser and Bud Light, and then, like, Destroying some people, it. like, would shoot it, destroy it. Also, Kid Rock was a big proponent of that as well. Yes. <laughs> um, it actually started a lot of discourse on Twitter. There were a number of country artists kind of, like, arguing with each other, and then later had, like, conversations about what was going on and why it was wrong. And it's it's created sort of a dialogue between people. Um, but what we're seeing is, you know, this backlash against companies that are traditionally, I guess, considered a conservative brand. Like, Budweiser is a conservative. They're not, Anheuser-Busch is not a conservative brand inherently, but it's consumed by conservatives. For it's the associated, yeah. yeah. Yes, it's yes. definitely associated with um, We're seeing backlash from, as I said, to like essentially domestic terrorism. Like people yeah. are getting threatened left and right, um, um, and it's about it's against this Pride Month. Like it's against companies yeah. releasing Pride related products. So what's really interesting is like yes, a lot of consumers were like buying this to like destroy it on social media. But Bud Light sales actually fell somewhere, depending on where you were in the country, between 11 and 26%, which is a huge drop in sales. Mm -hmm. Their stock dropped by more than 20%, and as of today, their stock is still down 18% from where it was. Which is not surprising. I mean, the, the thing that's interesting to me is, like, Budweiser did this, but they're still not a brand that's consumed by people our age. No. Like, um, the liberal side of things and, like, the queer community. Yeah. They're not mm-hmm. a brand that people consume. So, like, mm-hmm. and and not to excuse it, but, like, I understand that their stock would drop because it is mostly a conservative, cons- conservatively consumed brand. Yeah. And so, like, if they're boycotting it, you know, millennials and Gen Zers and the queer community are not all of a sudden picking up Bud Light to, like, drink it. Because yeah. it's fucking terrible. Yeah, Bud Light's not my go-to cheap beer, no, anyways. Yeah. Right, and like, even if it was like, I'm gonna buy this to support what's going on, I'm not gonna do that. No, I'm I'm not gonna get like a shitty beer just to support the fact that like they released a Pride. Yeah, 
Cut and what's really funny can. is I'm pretty sure they've done like full blown rainbow Bud Light cans they in have. the past. This oh, is yeah, the first have. time this is well, like a this problem. is, and I think this is the problem because it's <clears throat> specifically anti-trans. Yeah, um, not so much like like homophobia, but like transphobia. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this is the first time that they've been you know in the news for supporting a trans person. But. As on top of that, so Target has um, announced, I think, a couple weeks ago that they were pulling their, or scaling back their pride collection collection. um, due to threats against employees employees that were coming from these domestic terrorists that, you know, were threatening people that just work there, like, in the store day to day. Um, So they pulled back their pride collection, scaled it back um, due to safety of their employees. People are actually stating, people are like criticizing Target and saying that they were too quick to fold over this because they were also getting a boycott. Right. They said it was due to the staff, but like. No, I know. I'm just saying like that's their reasoning. But like, you know, when you see your stock drop, obviously, or like other companies stock drop, like you're going to try and pull back. Like other companies that we know of have pulled back or pulled their pride collections yeah. for the same reason that they're yeah. afraid of like losing business on it which kind of brings us to like the whole conversation behind rainbow capitalism is that it's primarily capitalism driven yeah so like 100%. it's not it's not really there to show support of the community it's there to drive sales yes and I think- for the most part any major retailer that comes out with the pride collection is doing it to boost profits yes Right, because that's the whole reason that rainbow capitalism started, right? Like, there, there, it was realized that there was an untapped market yeah. of people that typically don't have children, mm-hmm. have two incomes, mm-hmm. you know, go out and spend money on things. Right. And they realized that that was a market they could tap into, and that's, yep. here we are now. Right. So, let's talk about rainbow capitalism as a whole. Trevor, I know you have some. So, yeah. Rainbow Cap, I feel like it's a double-edged sword because, like, companies are damned if they do and damned if they don't. Like, they're going to get called out if they don't support in some mm-hmm. way, whether it's a product line or a donation to, like, Oh, great. Like, there's something. a point where, like, in our society, you know, we look at people and say, like, you're fucked up if you don't do it, but then there's other people in the society that are like, why the fuck would you do that? Yeah, and, like, it's and, fake. Like, it's right. fake. And so, like... For me, I am a huge backer of um, rainbow capitalism because I feel like it's better to, like, have it out there. Mm-hmm. And, like, who I don't care if they're profiting off of it because, like, for someone like me, like, I would never probably go to a Target or Walmart and buy sure. Pride Apparel. But, like, if someone, if they're, like, targeting their, those consumers and someone wants to buy that... I don't care because even the display in store alone is like doing more than not mm-hmm. having it at all. Yeah. So you're saying it drives more good ultimately. More good than anything. Like yeah. I don't care if it's for profit. It would be kind of insane for them to do it if it wasn't for profit. I think like I, I get that sentiment <laughs> and I kind of I agree with caveats. So like yeah. I agree that it does a lot. It brings a lot of visibility out there. And, um, I think like the biggest thing for me is it drives like donations to nonprofit organizations. And what I really support is like not the necessarily capitalistic side of it, but the fact that they are supporting and bringing awareness to organizations that then ultimately help people. Yes. 
So the backlash against like I understand the 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 side like of people who are saying like if you're not supporting us all year or like if your company values don't like support sure like what pride is about then like fuck you for putting out a pride line i don't agree with it but i understand it i so the way i view pride lines is like it's a seasonal thing so yeah. like you drop fourth of july stuff in fourth of july that's still like a capitalistic endeavor and like that's kind of the way i think we treat it and it makes sense to me to drop pride related stuff during pride month because you drop fourth of july and america yeah. stuff during like yes. america's month but i think like for Christmas us three us three like we come from a corporate environment where like our lines are very cyclical like that like we drop right. certain things like yeah. that but like for someone who might not come from that background it's probably very distasteful to them yeah. to be like oh it's only for this and for something as like much of a hot topic as pride is for some people like i it's not like like every month has its own thing but for like yeah. pride i feel like people get very worked up about it without well i think the other piece it. of it is like every month has at this point like a history month or like a relation yes. to it but we don't see like merchandise drop for like black history month or aapi heritage month yes you know and so like it does feel very opportunistic for that reason and I totally yeah. understand that because you're not doing it for everyone and it's not like a oh it's seasonal for yeah. other other pride right of yes. other um, histories, histories not recognition months. right yeah um so I totally get that but I think it's I mean yeah I think it's a good opportunity to make people feel seen I think like as we move through life and you think about like younger kids and like we're seeing more of this out there it makes it like it puts it out there in the world and yeah. it gives yeah. visibility to people and shows like, even if it's not necessarily genuine, it shows acceptance yes. for people that are just now learning to accept themselves. A hundred percent. And pride is about a lot of shit, but like it's not at the end of the day, just... it's about being proud of who you are yeah. and being loud and not like hidden or, you know right. what I mean? So like for me to see it everywhere during that month is important to me. I don't care. Like, this is my personal outfit. experience, yeah. so I yeah. I would never discount someone else's experience, right. like and how they feel about it. But my personal experience, it doesn't bother me if I see a company. Jimmy John's could come out with a fucking rainbow or like Chick Fil A could come out with a rainbow sandwich, and like I'd still be fine with that because, like at the end of the day, it's visibility. Yeah, Chick Fil A actually did recently hire their first diversity diversity yes, and inclusion that, officer. That um. What's it called? Controversy. Yeah. About, around it. Um, yeah. Conservative brand. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, I. that's why I don't, like, I well, don't get triggered by rainbow capitalism. I think for me, rainbow capitalism just shows times changing. Because yeah. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it, like, you it wouldn't even this. be a thing. Yes. And I think it just shows the progress that we're making as a society. And I also think, like, in America, like... We're the example for everybody else. Yes. So it, it's showing what, like, it's showing how accepting we can be to other countries that are not as accepting of, like, the, the gay community. And I think it's important for us to do this as an example to other people. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm very supportive of the visibility being out there. And especially, like, like you were saying, like, we all come from big corporate backgrounds. Like, yes. Everywhere we've worked, most places we've worked, have 
you know, like resource groups yes. for queer individuals. And they are, they're like the company themselves, even though like year round, they're not out there promoting things. But mm-hmm. like we knew internally that they were trying to support and foster. Yes, all year guys. round internally, they do provide those resources exactly. and support. And, and a I huge part argue, of it, we work for companies that do engage in oh, legal capitalism. Oh, yeah. 100%. And like, yeah, and that's, I think that's a good point. Like, people don't, the argument against is like, you don't support these people all year round, but they do internally. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's what's they important. They don't scream pride, which they shouldn't because like, there are other groups that deserve to be recognized. Right. And it's not always about and I, pride. And I think it's important that like, they, their values yes. do support people and they are changing yes. with the times they have these resource groups they have events they have all year oh, round. yeah there's all events year all, year all year round, round. internally yeah yes Same. and for big corporations too they're like specific to pride their lgbtqia plus community puts like, on events typically and gets a chance to coordinate things yes but they we also keep the company accountable oh, yeah, to do yeah. those things so yeah. like if yeah. if you're like a target or a bud light or something like that like they could have they more than groups within yeah. the company who are pressuring them to say like, "Why are you not supporting our right. community? We're part of this company." Right. Like if our if the company I work for didn't have that, mm-hmm. people would be screaming and shouting like, oh, yeah. "Are you kidding right. me?" So right. like, there's a huge internal push, like as well, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like people who don't necessarily have the corporate background probably don't see that. No, I think that's a really good point to make is that like these big corporations more than likely have a gay community within them pushing for these um like campaigns to be launched. Oh yeah. Like absolutely products to be launched. We'd be furious if they Right. Exactly. (laughs) I mean same with us. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point to make and I think you're right. Like people without corporate backgrounds don't necessarily see that side of it, like where there are and from that point of view, I feel like I would probably view it as kind of tasteless. Yeah. And just, like, money-hungry. Yeah. So, that's what I'm saying. I get both points of views, but from my experience, I back it. What I don't love, though, is when companies do it, like a Target, and then pull out. Oh, Because great. that alone, uh, like, it's perpetuating, like, these, like domestic terrorist group saying like what we're doing is working well there's that the whole thing like that's why I people mean, are upset that they were so quick to fold over yeah, it right. because you're literally giving in to domestic terrorism that, that. Like, well like you, that's the thing like we always say like you don't negotiate with terrorists yeah that's like a, a or you just say that to our friend pat the brewer to get his instagram account back <laughs> <laughs> but like that's an american thing like we don't like uh, the government has said like we don't, we don't negotiate, negotiate with terrorists and like I agree with you. By giving in to these people, you're showing that, like, what they're doing is working. And and they're going to keep doing it. And they're going to keep threatening people. Like, you need to... I understand that there are... There's people's safety, but, like, hire people to make sure that this doesn't happen. Correct. Like, it's, it's very disheartening to see that and... And the downstream effect it had. Like, a lot of companies pulled back yeah. their plans, their big plans oh, for well, pride yeah, campaigns. If, you, if or you've pride. noticed this year alone, like, even on social media, a lot of companies aren't promoting pride the way yeah. they used to. Right. Yeah. Even last year. Like, yeah. last year to this year is so drastically different. Yeah. I mean, like, I what I think is, like, you double down. I agree. You double down. 100%. And you say, like, yeah, our stock is down. 
so what? We still support. We're still doing this. And we're the community will back you if you Absolutely. do that. Absolutely. But when you... Well, that's the reason that Bud Light, I think, or like Anheuser-Busch is doing so poorly is because they immediately walked it back. Yes. They even sent the VP of marketing that set up the um, partnership with Dylan. Yeah. They put her on a leave of absence. Right. Like, you can't walk it back. People will then... No. Then you're you're not getting either support because you're showing that, like, they're right and they're still not supporting you because you did it. But then the people that you are trying to get support from they are not They literally were trying to target a younger audience and a more progressive audience by having her right. as the yes. spokesperson. And what did they do? I heard that all the bars in Boys Town stopped taking Bud Light. That's what I mean. Like, by pulling back, they accomplished nothing. They hurt the endeavor more. They doubled, and they doubled the hurt because you're yes. not... You're now you have completely isolated yourself from both markets. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It's, and the, it's super disheartening to see that because it had such a huge trickle effect. And the other things, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's so... Yeah. It, and, and But the one thing it does show is, like, if you are, like... If you're a company who's going to support that, you have to be willing to face the consequences from day one because you know it's controversial, which in 2023 it shouldn't be, but like it is. And so if you're walking into that, you have to, you have to double down. You have to know something's going to happen. You're going to lose some certain customer base, but like that's the risk you are choosing. Which I think is interesting because like my company is double down. We're still doing all of our pride stuff. We're still sponsoring Mm -hmm. the pride parade and I, I, part of that, I think, comes from being a private company, like, privately yeah. owned, so, like, we're not beholden to shareholders, yeah. but I think it also then shows that, like, the ERGs that we have yeah. are, are pushing this, you know, the, the the owners of the company are still, like, extremely supportive of it, and I think when you double down, it not only shows the world, like, the country that you're in the world that you're still, like, you mean this, but then it also shows, like, the people that work there, Yeah, and, like, it's so good for employee morale, like, as someone yes. that works there, you know, it's something that you can actually be proud of. Yes. But like if you're pulling out, like what is that doing to the people that work there that have to see this every day that are part of the community that yeah. then see you walk it back? Like how, how like how is that going to affect your mental state? You yeah. Know? Like the place that you work doesn't really care. But on a lighter note, we're all gayer than we used to yeah. be. <laughs> Everyone's a little well, bit gayer every year. That's the thing and I think that I I think is really important as part of this is be, like we're talking about the visibility and the more invisible things get, the more people realize that they are part of the community. Like, yeah. I always thought I was just an ally before yeah. realizing that, like, you know, I'm not straight. Sexuality and attraction is a spectrum. I understand. Oh, and that's yes. the point. Like, everybody... And ever-changing. And everybody oh, yeah. is realistically, like, on that spectrum. And all pride does is just kind of give visibility to that and to, like, the fact that, as you mentioned, like, you can be proud of that. Like, yeah. And it's then, like, creating this conversation, like, this conversation that we're having now um, about, you know, how everybody's on a spectrum. Everyone's different. Nobody's black or white. And I think that's what's really important. Like, 10 years ago, if you had asked, how old am I? 21-year-old Lindsay, like, what she was, she'd be like, oh, I'm straight. You ask 31-year-old Lindsay, and I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. And so I think that that's, you know, it's ever evolving and like our society is ever evolving. And I think yeah. this is like a show of that. I think it's just kind of like a dark year ultimately. Yeah. It feels very much like a dark year. And I hope this is the gas, the ghastly year. Yeah. Um, on a positive note, um, interestingly enough, like we're talking about how companies are not giving pride announcements. Mm-hmm. Um, Cracker Barrel 
historically viewed, not necessarily known, but historically viewed as a very conservative white people southern restaurant, they released a pride announcement. Wow. Their announcement is, you know how in front of Cracker Barrel they have the rocking chairs? Yeah. They had rainbow rocking chairs, and it says, everyone is welcome at our table. Wow. And people are very angry at Cracker Barrel, but I love it. I'm here for it. Now I hope they keep them there for the month. Forever. Forever, too. Forever. But I just, like, it's, I just, again, I find the whole thing so interesting. It's like, yeah. who is backing down and who is stepping up? Like, oh, great. Did you think Cracker Barrel was going to st- step up? No. I, I would not. I mean, honestly, if Chick-fil-A steps up, that would be the real shocker for me. Yeah. And, like, even, like, you go into Pride knowing that there's going to be... Um, controversy. I almost said controversy. <laughs> controversy. <laughs> From Wednesday Adams, Or, you know. Anyway. Um, but even, like, the conversations and the, like, the controversial discussions all over social media, at least it brings visibility. Yeah. Hey. So, yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, that's, that's why I'm, about. like, I'm here for rainbow capitalism, whatever it brings. Because it's either going to show the ugly side of companies when they decide to pull out. Like, yeah. Um, target and such, but yeah. Again, it's always there's never gonna be like it's always gonna be fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. And I, if you're, if it's, I'm damned if I do it, damned if I don't. I'd rather do. I agree. So, yeah. Not to continue with like downer stuff, but That's one thing that also bothered stuff. me about the um, excuse that Target gave is like to protect their employees, but like. The amount of violence against the community that the month is supposed to recognize is, like, completely not comparable. Like, it's so terrible, especially for our trans family members. And so it's, like, another gut-wrenching comment by them to be, like, we're doing it to protect our employees when, like, at the end of the day, we know it didn't happen everywhere. Right. I don't know how violent it truly was, but, like, if it's happening at Target, then you know what's happening at places mm-hmm. like Kroger or Walmart that have... Yeah. Other things. All the, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it's not only happening at Target, so for them to use that as an excuse diminishes the pain of the community that they're supposed to be representing this month. And that bothered me probably more than anything about well, it. Well, I think they should have used that moment to, like, recognize the violence against... Yes. Like, 100%. The community and trans people. And over the years. Like, yeah. it's not getting... It's... We... So we think, like, oh, you know, it's okay, and, like, you can be open about being gay, but violence hasn't really gone down against... It's gotten worse. No, as so acceptance has last... grown, so has extremism oh, yeah. against, like, anti-everything. And I yeah. think that that was, like, a moment for them to have, like, as we were talking about... Double, double down, down their support. Double down your support, and, like, then highlight... Like we're getting violent. We're getting violent threats against our coworkers. Let's take a moment to talk about violence against people that are part of the community. Like this yes. is this is just kind of showing the violence and the anger towards this the gay specifically. Yeah. And if you haven't even personally experienced like violence or threats in that community, you have like felt the shame or the fear. Yeah, and like even to this day, like like, I'm violence. engaged. I live in a very liberal, big city. But even to this day, like sometimes I feel uncomfortable, like 
holding my fiance's hand in certain areas. You know what I mean? And like, you just have that constant fear of judgment or fear of like one person coming out and is Mm -hmm. like, are they going to attack you? Right. Like it never really goes away. So it, it would have been a great opportunity for them to take a stance on, in my opinion, the right side of the argument. You know, it's also kind of fucked up too. So this is probably one of the first years that targets actually worked with queer artists Mm -hmm. rather than stealing queer artists designs this is the first year they actually partnered with individuals yeah and like recognized who their co-creators were yeah Yeah. and that's what was going by i think that's the that was the first time i'd heard that they pulled their collection was a queer artist on tiktok talking about how target let them know that they weren't going to get paid for their work yeah yeah because they were pulling the design yeah um and that like that was literally it like you know, queer artists worked hard on these designs and then they were notified that they weren't going forward with them. Well, so I think the, the one, the big, and I forget the artist's name. I wish I had pulled it up ahead of time. But one of the artists created a couple of pieces for the, the capsule collection and somehow people then found their other work that they did. And they had a pair of earrings that said like Satan uses they them pronouns. I love um, that. I love <laughs> yeah, it. That's funny. And it was really cute. I actually saw the photo of it and I was like, I, I can't do dangly earrings because they get stuck in my hair, but <laughs> those are kind of cute. Um, I wish I would have done research because I, I would have loved for us to talk through like our favorite Rainbow Capitalism merch this year. I um, have not seen a single thing. My favorite thing is not a specific piece of merch, but it's this Onion article making fun of the Target, scaling back the Pride collection, and it's a shirt that says, I'd do a threesome with a girl for my boyfriend's birthday. Oh yeah, and they kept that, right? That's not a real thing. Oh. This is like a joke. This is an Onion <laughs> article, Trevor. Oh, okay. <laughs> I you, s- you said that to me. I didn't realize it was the Onion. <laughs> I didn't read it all the way. I just saw that. Oh, yeah, I don't read the Onion articles. I just read the headlines. <laughs> yes. Um, it literally says it's from The Onion. I yeah, sent him I don't this. Pay attention to that. And he didn't realize it was from The Onion. Whatever. Either way, there is some good merch out there. I really liked... There was the one piece of Target merch that I, I don't know what they did with, but it was a skeleton that said, is he dot, 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 you know. And yeah, and then, like... <laughs> That's all it said. That's all it was. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. There's been some good... And I like a lot of, like, um, I feel like company activations during Uh um, Pride over the last few years have been pretty interesting, too. Um, I liked the Skittles one last year. It's the same every year. The gray, yeah. Oh, they've been doing that for like four. Five yeah, they've years been doing now. that for a few years now. Shows how little I know. Yeah, they've been doing the take back that. the rainbow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But okay, so then in general, not just last year, that's cool to I me. I think they've been doing that. I think it's five years. I like that um, Coors Light specifically always sponsors Colorado Pride. They've been yeah. sponsoring it for I think close oh, to thirty years. Wow. And I know, and it's not new, but, like, Elvira was a huge spokesperson mm. for Pride mm-hmm. and for Coors in, yeah. like, the 80s. Yeah. So they've been doing this for a long time. That is cool. I, I also, that. I don't know. I know, I can't think of what it is. I saw that Miller is doing something, but I can't remember what it is. Oh, I have my phone. I can look. 
Oh, um, so you brought in, you brought up the Skittles thing. I'm looking at their website now. Um, so what they're doing this year is it's first, it's, um, they're doing a dollar per pack sold to Glad, and then they're also using queer artists to do a new design. Ooh, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Like, I feel like companies are, like, each year growing and doing more than just, like, merch yeah or like a product with a rainbow on it because like that's I, what the younger generation expects well yeah i definitely think it's i love unfortunately the target scale had to scale back on it but i love that there's these large companies are actually involving queer, queer individuals well, in the process and now. i think what's interesting is they've gotten so much backlash over the years yeah of not really involving the community in this capitalism which is fair backlash i, I agree and they're starting to finally hear it. That, yes. like, you need to involve the community in like this capitalism. I think that's another thing I, I like about rainbow capitalism is that's becoming that's kind of becoming the conversation and the norm. Yes. Is to use is to to amplify and lift these queer artists and give them a space and give them like exposure through yes. these brands. And I, I think that's a, a great opportunity. And you can tell when something was just done by a street. Like a corporate... I mean, like, Target's <laughs> collection for the longest time would be, like, gay. Yeah. <laughs> it would just say gay in the corner. And, like, Hashtag rainbow. <laughs> right. Like, it was just, like, yeah. you know, what straight person designed this? And then, right. like, you know, over the years, it's gotten, like, more and more, like... Uh, like, obviously, a gay person did this. Because, like, yes. now it's, like, not just tacky. and says gay. Yes. So this is really interesting. I'm doing more research into, like, the Coors Light thing. So Coors Light this year specifically has a program called Tap into Change, where every purchase of Coors Light in certain bars, they've they published the list in LA, New York, San Francisco, Dallas, and Columbus, Ohio, 15 cents of every single Coors Light purchased through the end of August is going to various queer community charities. Is it up to wow. a certain amount, though? They have not said the amount, okay. so... They have not shared with us. a lot of Coors Light. People drink a lot of Coors. They've said every... They've not said in their advertising what the amount is. But 15 cents off of every beer in certain cities, certain bars, and they've published that list. Okay. But, like, that's a huge thing. And Miller Light's been advertising that they've been promoting Pride since the 1970s. (laughs) So their big push right now is, like, I guess you're going to have to give up all beer. Yeah. Yeah. Brew it... It literally their advertisement right now is a rainbow tap handle of Miller Lite and says always brewed with pride. Yeah. And so Yeah. So it's just I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess the conservatives are no longer gonna drink beer. That's what people are basically saying bigoted beer drinkers are gonna have to give up all beer. Yeah. Or like whiskey too, like or alcohol period. Because yeah. you know, all of these brands like um Diageo. Mm-hmm. Owns how many brands, mm-hmm. and they're all doing pride stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Don't give in to domestic terrorism. Don't no. negotiate with terrorists. And like, and it, once that happens, like you know, if everyone stopped giving into it, and all these brands kept like double down, kept going forward with pride stuff, there'd be a point where like no brand that you support, like there, there's going to be no brands to support if you're against. Correct. Pride. It does. It gives zero voice to right. the people who are against it. Yeah. Like domestic terrorists. Like 
it gives them no voice, and that that's what needs to happen. But as soon as one caves, it gives it gives an out the comfort else. of another. Yeah, exactly. Right. It gives You're them not like, the okay, first well, to do it. Yeah, and then like you don't get that backlash. Yeah. But whatever. We're here. We're queer. We're not going anywhere. And we're drinking beer. And we're drinking beer. Um, I guess to wrap this a little bit, I did want to highlight a couple of beers and events throughout the Chicago area that are doing pride-related things. Mm -hmm. So um, I know Art History Brewing has, out in Geneva, so like a little bit further out of the city... Has, is doing a Pride beer right now. Mm-hmm. I can't find the name of it anywhere, but I keep seeing announcements of the release. Okay. I also just think I can't read this person's handwriting that made the chalkboard. So okay. that's entirely on me. Um, obviously, we're drinking the Gay IPA. I know Light the Lamp Brewing out in Gray Lake did a beer called Gender Fluid. Mm-hmm. I was really hoping we'd be able to find that, but I have not mm-hmm. been able to find that anywhere in the city. Um, I was talking to the Beer Temple guys, and they think that they don't have distro in the city. Oh, that might be why. That makes sense, then. Yeah. Um, obviously, we always love supporting Weiner. Their two head brewers are non-binary and transgender. Love to support that. And it's not in the month of June, but uh, this year's Revolution Pri- uh, Freedom Fest is going to be supporting um, Chicago House 85, which has been taking and, uh, taking care of HIV-impacted individuals, mm-hmm. and Trans Life Care Program in the city. And it's being put on by many drag queens within the city. So that's... Obviously, that's not until like early July, but this is the first year that they're doing it with... The queer community. So that's very exciting. Um, it will have already happened by the time this episode comes out, but Half Acre had a whole week mm-hmm. uh, of different pride themed activities. They did bit drag queen bingo, they had karaoke Incredible. with the Chicago, uh, the Chicago Gay Men's Choir. Is yep. that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, we will have attended. Well, three of us will have attended Drag Brunch and mm-hmm. Half Acre, their first yeah. ever Drag Brunch. Half Acre has a beer coming out. Um, the Pride beer from Art History is called Gather. Gather. Okay. Thank you. I could not read <laughs> the handwriting on that chalkboard. Yeah, lots of except Gather. It's not even hard to read that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I can't read. That one? Yeah, I did not know that said Gather. Lots of exciting stuff. <laughs> um, Half Acre's beer release for um, this big Pride Week they just had was the Prismatic Double IPA. Um, so keep those are just a couple of things going on. I'm sure there's a lot more going on within the beer scene the next couple of weeks. Are you looking up more? No, I thought you. Yeah. Oh. Um, I feel like we should probably include resources for people, too, on sure. an episode like this. So you can go to the Department of Mental Health uh, on our government website, but uh, and they have like a whole list of resources specifically for the LGBTQIA plus community, um, but to call out a few, the Trevor Project, Trans Lifeline, which is um, incredibly important, um, National Suicide Prevention, f- specific for LGBTQIA plus community. 
Um, we have national help centers. There's color youth programs for the LGBTQI community. So um, lots of resources. Um, and then I guess also to say, like, if you ever need to talk, you can reach out to us and we're happy to like, mm -hmm. you know, if you're listening to this and you need someone to talk to, we're here for you. We we're see you. Gals. We see you. We love you. Reach out to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And on that, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Please go on your favorite podcast streaming service and give us a five-star rating. Yeah. And if you're feeling extra... If you're really extra spice, gay. If you're really extra gay, <laughs> you can leave us a written review. Um, if you want to interact with us, you please listen through us. the song. Um, you'll hear all of our social media information and all of our contact information. Please contact us there. And um, we'll see you next time. Yes! <laughs>